Give light and people will find the way. Ella Baker. It's all about the shoes today, ladies. Beginner's Guide to Running. All about shoes and fitting and setting you up for success by having the right gear. Have you ever wanted to start running but didn't know where to start or started a couch to 5K but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified running nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoying it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. Hey, ladies. Thanks again, or gentlemen as well. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Runner's University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. Now this is an important episode for beginners to intermediate to advanced. You have to have the right running shoes. So this is your guide to running shoes. So ladies, we gotta get these shoes right. When it comes to running or walking, you have to fit the shoe to the task. You will want to continue to walk or run for life if you can at least set yourself up for success by having the right gear. And a lot of that, let's say a whole lot of that, could be having the right thing on your feet. So the shoe has got to fit from heel to toe. Let's back up before that. Let's do a brief, let's briefly go back into the happenings of what's going on with me. So we're still in virtual learning. Next week we do return to a hybrid schedule. So thankfully able to get back into school. I think that's really a good environment for my son, even though he is trying to live his best life at home and really likes being at home for virtual learning. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're headed that way. I'm also just continuing to, to get some good content for my physical therapy and run coaching um, businesses. Um, and also, not that I need one more thing to add on, but it's kind of been one of those things that been in the back of my head for a while as I just began my um, going into my certification for my 200 hour yoga teacher certification. So you'll probably, you might hear me talking about that journey as well. So I'm excited to being able to add a different aspect and really target a group of people that have not normally um, been exposed to yoga and know that there are some things that yoga can be for everybody. So let's dive back into the shoes. That shoe has got to fit from heel to toe. Chris Johnson is a physical therapist. He's one of my go-tos for like advancing my running knowledge. And I like one thing he says, which holds true for me too. Buy all shoes slightly longer and wider than your bigger foot. Yes, girl, you probably have one foot that's a little bigger than the other, just like you got one boob <laughs> that's a bit bigger too. <laughs> so let's break down shoe fit. But before that, you have to know a little bit more about what makes up running shoes and why you just can't pull out those old shoes from high school 
or just go to a department store to grab some shoes? Well, yes, you can do that, but you may not get what you need or you won't get something that's a bit more customized to your needs. So before we dive in, don't worry, you don't have to remember it all. Grab my quick guide to choosing running shoes here at www.runnersuniversity.co slash running shoes. So you don't have to be, as you're listening, as you're working out, as you're running, walking, you don't have to worry about taking in all this information. Or you could be at work, that's all good too. So shoe makeup. In general, a running shoe is made up of seven main parts. The upper, the midsole, the outsole, the tongue of the shoes, the heel counter, the toe box, and the last. Thank you runnersblueprint.com for breaking that down for me. A lot of times you're gonna be looking at the midsole and the outsole, the wear and tear there when you're talking about replacement of the shoes. And that's an area that I generally look at when I'm doing runner assessments. I'll have them bring in all the shoes that they are wearing and we'll take a look at their, their wear patterns and ask them about how many miles they have on those shoes. So another key is you generally need to replace your shoes around three to 500 miles. You'll probably hear varying ranges of that, but go ahead and make sure you kind of keep track of those miles and you can use that with any, any number of apps that you can do that as well. So the upper. The upper keeps the shoe in place and it's held together by the laces. Then you have the tongue of the shoe. Clearly we know what that is. <laughs> the heel counter is the back of the shoe and it's the materials that wrap around and surround your heel and it helps protect against impact forces. The last is the mold that determines the shape of the shoe. This is where the whole type of foot discussion can come in. So supposedly last, you know, they can be straight, curved or semi-curved. So for a straight last, that's a lot of overpronators or those people with low arches that maybe need more support under the arch. Now this is not a hard and fast when it comes to these. Curved is lighter and less supportive. So you're someone that kind of is more on the outside border or walks more on the outside border of the foot or maybe sometimes even has um, a high arch. High arch. Semi-curved is a mix of the two. So most running shoes fall into this category. They're for control and for comfort. The midsole is most of where your shock absorption and cushioning comes from. So that's very important part of the shoe that is distinctly different when you're looking at a running shoe and you're looking at a cross trainer and you're looking at a cute shoe. <laughs> we don't want the just cute shoes on the pavement, even though you can look good on the pavement, but have your feet in the right shoe, okay? outsole is the bottom of the shoe. Obviously that's going to be there for traction for varying terrains. So there's also different shoes that those are going to be like what running and wooded trails compared to paved trails. So there's actually trail shoes and kind of regular over the pavement shoes as well. Now last but not least the toe box. This is actually really key for me because if you don't have enough space for the piggies then you won't be happy. So going back to the beginning of this episode, the shoe has got to fit everywhere. So you must have the space for your feet to wiggle and swell, which will happen over time. And that's another thing about running shoes is that they have the right um, ventilation that you need because your feet will begin to get warm because you're, now you're gonna be doing longer distance and you'll be in them for a longer uh, period of time when you're talking about long distance running. So you wanna take it, into consideration that swell component. 
that will occur when you're gonna have those shoes on for a little while. So why can't I just use my cross trainers? Well, the cross, your cross trainers are typically the shoes you pick up from a shoe or department store. You know, when you say I'm putting on my tennis shoes in quotation, you use them to work out, look cute, and maybe any everything else in between. <laughs> so cross trainers are meant to be versatile and have less cushion. So they're not suited for long distance running. So with running, it requires at least two to three times body weight. So you could and possibly have gotten away with kind of wearing trainers for short distances, short distances, but over the long run, they won't provide you with the support that you need, especially if you're carrying extra weight and are beginning your weight loss journey. You know, you're gonna be setting yourself up for increased risk for some overuse injuries um, and you, you don't want to, you won't want to run again because you started out and now you've got some ache injury or something like that. Now, believe me, you will have some aches with running and, and walking and starting to plan, but we don't want those aches to turn into where this is pain that is longstanding. So running shoes, they have more support. They have some more support through the heel and they're made up of more materials to once again, keep your feet cooler. Cause I tell you, your feet be hot. <laughs> you as any runner after a long run or a marathon, um, they're like shoes gotta go. I'm exactly the same way too. I actually had when, I can't remember how many years ago, it was the Indy Women's um, Half Marathon and it rained the entire time. Not like, oh, pitter-patter, pitter-patter, summer rain. You know, you know what I mean. It was rain. Dogs, cats, lions, tigers, and bears pour down. You're looking through, you can barely see people. They're running through Indianapolis streets and you're in pothole city. So you go down in potholes, you're just drenched. Now, not only your feet actually hot, cold, and soggy, I'm running and I remember that I did not pack extra shoes for after the race. So I'm trying to debate, should I take my phone out of this package and risk it being ruined in the rain to try to call my husband and see if he can bring me some shoes because I'm thinking I want to be done with this race and I've got to get out of these shoes. So of course I fumble, pick it, I call him. I'm like, I need some shoes. You know, I forgot my shoes for after the race. And what does he say? What shoes? What shoes do you want me to bring? I don't care what shoes they are. I just need some other shoes. <laughs> so thankfully my phone was saved and I had some shoes to get out of these wet, soggy, hot, smelly feet. So definitely have the shoes there that are gonna be the best protection for you. So now, what type of shoes do you get? We are just going to address shoes for, you know, hitting your neighborhood or for your favorite paved trail, not actually going over the river and through the woods trail shoes. <laughs> so what you will generally see at a running store is shoe selection based on the type of foot that you have. But there is some controversy word by just looking at the type of foot. So, but we are gonna talk about what you will commonly see. So in general terms, three types of feet are identified. The neutral, which is the normal foot. So you have even wear on the bottoms of your shoes. A supinator, which someone that has a high arch. So you might see wear more on the outside of the shoe. And then an overpronator. So that's the individual that maybe has a low to no medial arch. So that inside arch is pretty low. 
or or non-existent mine is kind of like non-existent so you'll see wear mostly on the inside of the shoe so that's when you hear people saying hey i have a stability shoe or hey i have whatever type of shoe most likely that's from individuals that are over pronators so there's so many shoes that are out there that's why i definitely recommend you going to a running store or going to another individual so that you can get that right fit they can look at you you can try as many shoes as, as possible because the key is finding the right fit that fits for you regardless if they say what type of shoe what type of foot you have and this and that when it all comes down to it is it comfortable can you run with the with them that's what it comes down to some of my favorite brands that i will that i've had in the past have been brooks asics new balance and uh hookahs now, I have not worn hookahs before, but I, I might end up trying those out to see their brands of, because once again, I'm in that uh, needing of a more of a stability shoe ground. So I know a lot of master's runners. Yes, ladies, once you're 35 and above, we're classified as master's runners. We're not old, but just master runners. <laughs> um, they Most master runners like um, hookahs because they do have increased cushioning so increased cushioning sometimes once we you know over time our calf is really the powerhouse of running so over time we begin to use some of that calf lose some of that calf power and then that can have an effect on our landing and mechanics and all that so i know some people because they like that extra cushioning and it's easier on them then they try those as well but there's numerous brands and you know you might say oh i have nike and i have this i have not been able to do well with i don't think any type of nike shoes i do have some of my um you know smaller distance shorter distance or speed work shoes that i do have some um, adidas trainers that work well i use those for very short mileage i don't use those for for longer runs so once again it's not necessarily a brand it's not this these are some of the brands that are in with long distance running, but you've got to find what works for you. So the main thing when it comes to shoes are, does it feel good? How does it feel when you're walking and running in them? So no matter the recommendations from the shoe store, the shoes got to feel good no matter what. A lot of running stores, or at least the good ones, will have up to a 30 day return policy. And that's a good thing because the fit in the store, walking around, maybe walking on the treadmill they have in there, or, or even, you know, going outside the store and running down the sidewalk will feel um, different. So try them out. They're not working for you. Take them on back. Find something that works. Don't think, oh, I got to continue to break them in. I got to continue to break them in. There comes a time when you're saying these are not going to work. So another little nugget is to try on your shoes towards the end of the day. Your feet are bigger and you are actually a little short about it in the day too. <laughs> Go figure. This is because of gravity and things, ladies. You you know what gravity does to us as well too. <laughs> so what are you thinking as far as where are some shoe stores that you can find now that you're you know shoe experts? Where can you find shoes? Now national. There's a couple of national chains, and there's uh, Jackrabbit is one of those, and Fleet Feet is also a national chain. Things that are personal to Indiana also include Runner's Forum and the Athletic Annex. You may have a running store that are sort of similar in your town, or you may be, have to go, you know, maybe to 
um, a town nearby get, you know, fit, foot, bleh, excuse me, fitted and maybe go another option where you can find a little online hookup. So online hookups. So this is who would like to potentially see if you can find shoes for a deal online. I always going to be an advocate to shop local if you can, but you can figure out what shoe works for you at the running store, write down that brand that works and then go online to purchase if that's what you want to do there. Some uh, two different websites that I've heard that have some good deals are National Running Center and the Running Warehouse. So take home point, try on shoes later in the day and also bring the socks that you normally run in as well. Get a half size bigger, go to a running store and get fitted. It's a great starting point. Get the shoe that fits you, get what fits right. And yes, they can be cute too, so don't skimp on getting shoes. It's the only equipment you need to get going. Of course, I like on sale too, and it never fails. Every time it's time for a new pair, I end up with three options, and the ones I like and fit well are never the ones on sale. Go figure. <laughs> but I fit to what works for me. Last but not least, get the shoes for the job. Just wear your running shoes when you are running cross trainers when you are training at the gym or sometimes short runs. So hey sis, don't worry. You don't have to remember it all. You can grab my quick guide to choosing running shoes at www.runnersuniversity.co slash running shoes. So hopefully you got some valuable information. You're ready to go ahead and grab those shoes, hit the pavement and do your thing. So remember until next time, girl, do the thing. Hey girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl, do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check them out y'all.